Welcome back to the How to Decorate podcast from Ballard Designs. This is a bi-weekly podcast where we want to teach you how to decorate your home and unleash your inner decorator. Yay. We'll be interviewing interior designers, stylists, and other talents in the design world, sharing the trials and triumphs of our own homes, and also answering your decorating questions. Mm, your burning decorating dilemmas. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm Caroline McDonald, and I run the Ballard Designs blog, howtodecorate.com. And I'm Taryn Schwartz, and I'm in the product design part of Ballard Designs. And I'm Karen Mooney, and I head up branding for Ballard. And we're your hosts. Welcome. Hey. (laughs) Yay. Oh, can I go first? Yes. Taryn, do you care? No, go ahead. Okay, I know. I always jump. <laughs> you want to go first? No, mine okay. are not as good as yours. Okay, <laughs> so I had a, um, this is Karen. I have an annual event at my house um, that is a soup cook-off. <clears throat> and everyone brings a soup, if you want. Um, you bring a soup, but then everyone, it's a blind tasting, and then everyone votes. Does someone come and they don't bring anything? Yeah, you don't have to bring a soup, because here's the deal. If you don't have a great soup, don't bring a soup. You can just come and taste. So don't bring something crap. Don't bring a placeholder soup. <laughs> um, you know, because it's just, it's more to taste. Like, we had 21 soups. Okay. Um, and it's That's hard to taste 21 soups. Okay. So it's really fun. We do it every year. This is our fifth annual one. We have a big trophy. It's engraved. Anyway, this is a long story to tell you. I had a whole lot of people in my house Saturday night. Probably 50 or 60 people. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And wow. about, I don't know, two or three hours into the event... I found out that I had an issue with my toilet. Oh, my God. That's my worst nightmare. That's awful. Okay. Well, it's not as bad as it sounds. Okay. So let me show you. So I have this toilet that we got, I don't know, maybe a year ago. We had old toilets in our house. We had to replace it. Went to Home Depot. And, well, like, they have this new fancy, spancy, spangled um, toilet where you just wave your hand over the top and it flushes. Mm -hmm. So it's motion activated. You don't have to flush. You don't have to touch it. Which I thought was really cool. Mm Mm-hmm. So we bought that, and it has like a little um, medallion thing that sits on top of the back of the tank with a hand, so you it, it tells you kind of what you need to do. You wave your hand, or you touch it with your hand or something, and it'll flush. Well, that thing disappeared mid-party, apparently. The button? The, it's just a little it's sticker, sticker kind of thing. It's not really a button. It looks like a button, oh, but it's not. So, like, how on earth so no flushed? one knew how to flush the toilet. And people were in there thinking that, like, we were joking around with them and ha, 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 ha laughing at them. No. Like, so I find out, like, hours <laughs> later that everyone has been freaking out about this toilet all night. So then I go in there searching everywhere for the dumb little button sticker thing. It's gone. I think someone stole it. I think someone, as a joke, stole my flushy toilet button. <laughs> So, I love it. Is the sticker just, is the sticker itself motion activated? No, it just indicates, it just has a picture of a hand so you know, hey, do something here with your hand. You can touch the little sticker. You can just wave your hand over it. But without the sticker, it could still flush. Yes, yes. You didn't know how to do it. Or you're not just going to wave at the toilet. You're going to like touch it all over. Yeah, you're like, what is up with this thing? It's a magic machine. Oh my Mm -hmm. gosh, I would have died if I was at a party and couldn't figure out how to flush the toilet. You would have never left. Exactly. (laughs) And so are people just like lined up? Well, so I, I put one didn't put a little sticker in there, a handmade one and stuff, but still, it was, so that was my trial. What are you going to do to replace it? I, somebody was like, oh my God, what's going on with your toilet in there? I stood there for hours thinking you were just laughing at me and through the mirror. And I was like, 
That's what I do. I host a party yeah. and then stand behind a yes, double sided mirror yeah. and watch people pee. Which I oddly then... already had installed. Ha ha. Yeah, I'm real weird. <laughs> What are you going to do now, though? Because you do have to have something at your guest bathroom. Well, I've left the sticker on there right now with my handwritten sign that says, wave your hand to flush. Of course, people are going to stand and look at the mirror and wave their hands, I'm thinking. <laughs> but I guess I'll just have to contact the manufacturer and say, hey, send me another sticker. I wonder if you can like, find it on like, Amazon or something. Probably. So, so that was what, my trial. What, like, actual... What in the toilet? There's something the, inside the lid. There's something inside the sensor. lid that is just but a no, sensor. With porcelain, so how can it mm-hmm. waving? Uh, <laughs> I, don't I don't know. know. I don't have my phone to Google it. <laughs> Do you have to search? No. <laughs> anyway, it's a. I really love the idea of it. Though. It's worked great until now. <laughs> it is nice to not have touch to anything. Touch anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Out there. <sighs> so that was my trial. Here's my triumph. I learned something. I learned something this week. Oh, great. I'm pretty excited about it. It is nice learning. Yes. It hurts, but I, I do try to do it every once in a while. So I, you know, I'm on Instagram all the time like you guys, right? And I've, been, I've followed this um, designer and blogger. Uh, is he a blogger? Uh, Brian Patrick Flynn. Is he a blogger? Or is he just a – he's got a great Instagram feed. He's hysterical. Mm-hmm. He has a very, very funny feed. Um, but also oh, great imagery and stuff. And he did the HGTV Home of the Year. Which is, uh, I should know where this is. It's somewhere in the south, like, like Hilton Sea Head Island or Sea Island, something like that, some coastal thing. Anyway, um, but one of his, when he was prepping it for um, the opening or whatever, he had one of his things about training his drapery. Do you guys know about this? No. Training your drapery. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So I am unhappy with the way the drapery in my guest room looks. I don't like the way it drapes, the way it, okay. it hangs. It yeah. just doesn't look pretty. Um, is it like need to be steamed? Like no, it, it, it's no, it's not wrinkled. It just I don't feel like it hangs in a pretty way, and so I hearkened back to because I just sort of mentally made this note about training my drapery. So I hearkened back to his thing, mm-hmm. and so um, I went in there and I did. I took the drapery and I just started with my hands. I'm acting it out. Y'all can't see it. Um, where it gathers at the top, making that same gather all the way down the panel okay. so that it's, you know, it, so it folds properly. Yeah. So something. it folds all the way down in the same folds. And so I'm training the bottom of the panel to hang the way that the top hung. Does yeah. this make sense? Y'all looking at me like I'm crazy. It makes sense. My question is, say you have silk drapery. Mm-hmm. You don't want to like be touching it with your oily hands. Wash your hands. You only do it once. Oh, you only do it once. Yeah. You essentially set it, and because it just sits, mm-hmm. it's Yes, you set it, or I think you might have to do it several times, but you're training it, you know, like when you make a pleat in a, in a fabric, you know, you're training it to hang a certain way. And um, so the ones in my guest room I did, I, like, mushed them all together really tight, mm-hmm. and then I put a binder clip kind of in the middle so that they would kind of sit That's there that smart. way for a few hours. This was before my party. And then I took it out and fluffed it all out, and it looked really good. That's really so, smart, but you only have so you only have to do it once. I don't know. I'm going to keep you posted. Okay. So far, I've done it once. And but it but when we have Brian on, we'll have to get him to tell us okay, about okay. the drapery training. But I've really felt like this is something that I it really made a difference in the way my panels looked. They okay. looked so much nicer. I've never heard of that, but now I want to try it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, so start at the top. I, I grasp the yeah. concept, but I still don't quite understand how it works. Because mine like, are on rings. I don't understand. Mine are on rings, you know, so 
the ring is holding the panel back, and then between the rings, I pulled it forward, so the fabric's going in and out, right? Right. And so it's pulling forward, and then it, I made sure that same part was pulled forward at the bottom. So it all goes evenly in and out, okay. top to bottom. Gotcha. Anyway, maybe I'll take a picture. That's awesome. <laughs> maybe. Just maybe. Well, now we've all learned something. So yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Draper training. Okay, who's next? Top that one. You want me to go next? All Taryn. right. I'll go, I'll go next. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mm, had also had an entertaining event this weekend. Mm. I had a party at my house, and my trial is the people in the kitchen. You can't. They you won't can, leave the kitchen. You know how, I, and I'm so happy, but I decorated my living room <laughs> space, and you know, you try to, and I even put the bar tor- like towards the back. I put like Which they tell the you sweets to do. towards the back, mm-hmm. thinking. And it's just, we do have a half bath off the kitchen. So I get that, like, also people going in and out of there on their, and so people, no matter what, settle right at the little doorway to my kitchen. And it's not very big. And I end up with, like, five people. And I. Like this doorway that's, like, the peninsula, or is it, like, the, that doorway? People can't see what you're pointing at. Okay, so she has a We're at my house tonight, actually. Yeah, yeah, we're at Taryn's house. She has like a peninsula in sort of like a between doorway. between yeah, the kitchen the, and dining yeah. room. Mm-hmm. So they're standing right there at that doorway between your kitchen and dining room. Yes. Now that was two doors where the opening is was two doors when we renovated, and that was a full wall where the um, island is. So we opened that up to this room, which is great. But now everyone stands in that doorway, and then people are coming in the front door, which you can't see from, like, the kitchen. So then the, mm-hmm. you, you hear people, and you're like, can't get over to it. So I try... Do they not your or your little... Not during a party. Everyone's kind of moving. Why do you think people gravitate to kitchens? Is it comfortable for them? It happens all the time. I don't know if it's because that's where I... Like, for me personally, if that's where I am when they come in, because I'm usually last minute, like, fin- yeah, so... Do they come in there first? Because I'm in there. So do I need to situate myself with a cocktail in right. the back corner? Right, on your sofa. Mm-hmm. With the cock, you know, with them all near me. Let me make you one back here. I don't know. That's true, because if you're if you're not serving anything in the kitchen, mm-hmm. get there's out. no reason for them to be there, yeah. unless you're there, I guess. I don't know. And halfway through, people sit down. I don't yeah. know about you, but then halfway through, people are, like, comfortable to, like, go and sit on the sofas and stuff. But mm-hmm. at first, I swear people stand, and you're like, I can't move. So that was my, like, it's not a real, like, house trial, but I was just wondering. How many people did you have? I had, like, 30. That's a lot. 32. What kind mm-hmm. of party was it? It was a farewell party for my friend Katie. She's oh. moving to London, so, um, oh, awesome. yeah. Um, anyway, so we had a, like, London's Calling theme, and it was really cute. and um, Yeah, and it was really fun, but anyway, that was my, like, Trial was how to figure that out still, but I'll figure it out. Anyway, it's not a big deal. And then my triumph this week is I finally, I don't know about you, but when I moved into my home, I put up certain prints on the walls and different decor I had to kind of save place. Like, I didn't really care for certain prints or anything, but... um, I put them up anyway. And so I had had these um, two lamps that I love that are in my living room. You can see them. They're coral. Or you two ladies can. Anyway, they came with like a burlapy um, shade, and it was it was fine, especially for my last place. It was more casual. And then I've you know I feel like I wanted to make it a little more elegant, and so I just. 
for months have been like, I need to get black shades. I need to get black shades. And then, of course, because we're having guests over tonight, I was like, I'm getting black shades. So I, like, <laughs> drove to Ballard on Saturday and, like, picked up two black shades, and they helped me to fit it because, of course, I, like, was standing there in the corner of the store with, like, too small of a shade staring at it on there. Like, pr- like I brought my lamp to the store. That's so smart yeah, to bring your lamp. You have to. Yeah. And then I'm standing there with it, and one of the associates at the store is like, that's too small. And I was like, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Let me help you. you with that. So um, they helped me to pick out two, um, two black uh, silk shades. They look great. They look I love great. Yeah. how elegant they are. Mm-hmm. Very um, sophisticated looking. Thank you. I like them with the dark um, silk panel behind them. I think mm. it looks like, I love the tone on tone. Well, I would never think too because they're the, the like you said the the lamps themselves are like a coral color, mm-hmm. right? Is that what yeah. you'd call them? Mm-hmm. Um, right. I would never yeah. think, oh, let's put a black shade on there. But I love it, it on there. Awesome. It's Thanks. so striking. I didn't want the white. I have a few white shades. So now the question is, do I go all white shades in the room? If two I of say them are don't black? all match. No, do not match. Okay. okay. I like the different shades. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, I really like that little topiary, funky, striped lamp thing. I have a funky old lamp that is um, David's grandmother's, and it is got it's kind of like a s- sculpture. It's got little floral really cool. ceramic flowers that are all attached. I think it's hand done. It's really um, weird and cool. It's really yeah. weird, mm-hmm. but I. <laughs> you have to put a picture. Yeah. <laughs> so you, the rest of you can judge how weird it is. But <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Um, so that was mine this week. Is I finally got around to one thing. I still have some prints I don't like over my buffet, but. I'm, I'll get it's around to It's a journey. To, yeah. Yes. Right? Yes, it is. Well, and we've talked before about, like, how you don't necessarily have any spare space in your house, but it's now you can sort of upgrade things when you have the, you know. Yeah, the means. To, yeah, to mm-hmm. find comfort, you, or you just happen to find something you really like, and you're like, okay. Now well, you make a home for it. That I was missing. Yeah, because you can so. start with posters. Yeah. And then upgrade as you go. Exactly. <laughs> or children's artwork or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Whatever yeah. makes you happy. We, we started with a bunch of wedding photos because we just got married and we had just moved in. And then now it's like, okay, that uh, I'm not newly married anymore. Let's <laughs> let's update some of these photos with the travel and trips and yeah. different things and friends. I like those prints, though. Where did they, where, what, did they what are they? Caroline's talking about the ones oh, over my buffet. The ones you don't like. They're, they're just old school Ballard <laughs> ones that I'm just over. That's all. Yeah. They don't go with my... Your vibe in here. Your aesthetic. Yeah, I'm changing mm-hmm. it up. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that to me is cool because that's one thing I actually did just recently because I think I talked on the last one about my framing project mm-hmm. or so pleased with. But what that ended up making me do is take down a bunch of stuff on my walls and rethink things and move them around. And I love it. I love it when that happens because... You can get a whole new vibe in a room just by taking something from another room and hanging it up in there. Yeah. Um, so I love that shuffling of art around the house. The shuffle. Uh-huh. Yeah. It really can like completely change your space. Mm-hmm. And it keeps it fresh. Yeah. David got me a really pretty um, print for Christmas. Um, did I already tell you guys no. this? Anyway, it's um, got some nice fuchsia um, bits in it that goes with my juju hat and my other pops That's of awesome. pink in here um and it's a blue it's kind of like a waterscape anyway um it, it's very abstract but i don't know where's so, it gonna go um it is going to go over the buffet Ooh, where yay. the two prints are but it's it's, it's big. big it's a uh, 24 by 24 is the actual print and then once i get it framed it'll be big so oh, awesome yeah hey, anyway exciting that's good all right carolyn your turn okay i'm gonna start with my bad thing um your trial or my tri- i'm sorry i'm gonna start with my trial um our disposal is leaking. Is that like, a thing? Uh. Well, I, I'm 
know if it's necessarily just, I don't know, our sink is leaking. Like our kitchen sink. Uh-huh. Like, it's really weird and I can't figure out like when because it's not all the time. Mm -hmm. It's like maybe when we're, d I don't know. I can't figure it out, but we'll try to like tighten some screws. Like there's just water. Anyways, it just was a big old mess and mm. I have to call a plumber and, <laughs> ugh, and just, it's one of those things where it's like, why does something just, nothing happened to it. And it just well, all it could of a sudden be one day started leaking. Something a part might've worn out. You yeah, I know. I mean, you don't ever know. I had one so of annoying. you're like, what? Nothing changed. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, yeah. Now it's not working. It's your fault. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> my burner stopped working this week. One of them stopped lighting, and I literally <clears throat> did the same thing. I was like, why? Yeah, why just one of you? Like, yeah, like is this anyway? So it's just like you have uh, a leak. Yes, we have a leak. That's it sucks. It's gross. Mm -hmm. And it's like. It's not, I mean, it's not like it's clean water leaking from a clean pipe. It's dirty kitchen water. Oh, it's from your drain. Yeah, it's from Oh, well, at least you know that. Right. Yeah, no, I know where it's coming from. I can see it. It's just that it's like, it's like where the disposal connects to the drain. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if it's the disposal or the drain. Anyways, it doesn't matter, but it's gross and I have to call Palmer. Boo. <laughs> All right. I like Bail. it. Sassing. Sassy Bill. my... Good thing is that I have been shooting on location today, which was fun. Um, mostly just shooting stuff for spring. <laughs> you didn't sound that excited. Yeah, I can tell you're exhausted. You're tired. <laughs> yeah, it's hard work. Well, it's fun because you sort of get to like put stuff together and like pull things. Get that maybe be creative. Yeah. Yeah, like maybe we haven't put those together in our catalog or in our, any of our other shots and then you pull them and you're like, oh wow, this looks awesome. But it's like a lot of lugging stuff around and like... You mean our product? Like how does, how do you start this? Oh, so you're your... shooting things for the blog? Yes. Okay. Um, so it's about like wall decor and so it's, I mean, how do I, how do I start? I just sort of start pulling stuff, random stuff together. But you have a plan. Yes, I know, like, okay, I'm going to do, like, a colorful wall gallery, and I have, like, the our um, photo team, like, pull all of these different types of prints together. I don't necessarily know which ones uh -huh. exactly I'm going to put in there, but... You I just start of, trying them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, anyways, so it was, it was, so it was you, fun. You spent the it day hanging? So when can we look forward to seeing these images? Not until summer? Spring? Spring. Okay. So probably about now. Oh. So, oh, yeah, since this is taped on yeah. delay. Yes. <laughs> so is this new product, old product, it's, both? It's our spring product. All new. All yes. Ooh, that's um, exciting. Some new, some old. Okay. You like to mix it up. Yeah. It's always fun to see all the new. Well, because we have the luxury of seeing just the new stuff, too, come mm -hmm. in. Yes. and yeah. um Anyway, so it's just always fun when you see it. And then you're like, what else does this go with that we have? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's cool. Good for you. Yeah. So it was fun. It's. It's, like, fun, but it also, like, makes your brain turn to, like, goo, so. Yeah. It is really, really hard work. If I say really weird stuff tonight. We'll just ignore you. That's fine. So, Caroline, who's our guest this week? What's happening? Our guest this week, we're so happy to have her, is Betsy Riley. She's the editor-in-chief of Atlanta Magazine Home, and she relaunched this, um, it's a quarterly publication, shelter publication here in Atlanta, um, 
it was around for a long time and then went away and we're so glad it's back. But you were in the interim, you were like the editor of a regular Atlanta. Yes, I've magazine been with for Atlanta magazine years or something for, like that. Oh, I've been with them maybe 20 years. I was executive editor for a long time. Wow. Um, and that included, you know, home lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's always sort of been my ballpark. Um, and then we brought back the home magazine um, in 15. Is that your passion, home? Or it is. is. It's it? my favorite thing. Ah. Yeah, absolutely. Love it. I was really excited to see it come back because I actually have a um, subscription subscription <laughs> to Atlanta Magazine. Uh-huh. And as loving the home myself, I was like, yes, when it came attached. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. And then every all my friends, too, were like, hey, I got this with my magazine. Do you want it? And I was like, you should read it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you need help. Atlantans are such nesters. I mean, that's been, it's one of our readers' primary passions, always has been. I don't, it's a southern thing, but Atlanta, too. We love to nest, so enough to have our own magazine. We have a lot of well, house I pride. I one of our... Um, more recent guest was on the maybe wasn't on the cover but she was in it sherry hart oh yes that's what launched her career right wasn't she um she was on it just recently yeah but that's isn't that what launched her career was she she redid that yeah she redid something on that like really budget friendly Mm -hmm. and it was featured on like the really budget this was Mm -hmm. years ago yeah um like Design on a penny or something. I don't even know what it was <laughs> called. Right, I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that kind of launched her big thing. Yeah. So you must have bazillions of submissions a week. We do have a lot of submissions. Um, I'm, I'm fortunate that I have uh, a scout. He sort of like screens them for me. <laughs> and, and we can play a little bit of good cop, bad cop, you know, because it's, it's a very personal thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and some houses that are beautiful when you're there don't always photograph well. Mm-hmm. Like, my house would look horrible <laughs> because I like stuff. And you can't, when you photograph a house that has a lot of stuff or a lot of pattern, it gets too busy when it flattens out. I mean, paper is two dimensional. Uh-huh. And that makes a difference in what looks good in a photograph. So, have you had to tell your friends now? You know, like if your friends are dying to be published, and you're like, mm. oh, we always dance around it. Sometimes we can find, you know, a way to get them featured without doing their house. Um, we can interview them for something. We can give them a little project. Or um, we have a piece in Atlanta magazine we call Room Envy, mm-hmm. and it's just one great room. And a lot of times, um, a project that maybe the whole house isn't consistent enough has one great space, and right. we we'll use it for Room Envy, um, which is really fun. And that and we do twelve of those because they're in every issue, so mm-hmm. that's fun. Do you find that it's a challenge to do homes that are smaller, just getting enough room, enough space in there to get a camera in and take the picture of the room? Or? It, yes, it can be. And in fact, I think some photographers are better at it than others. Really? And, and they, they turn into like contortionists. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you have them like sneaking around the corner and shooting through a window right. or mm-hmm. just, I mean, you guys, I'm sure, face the same thing, you know, when you're doing your photography um, so some people, I think, you know, different photographers, I sort of say the same thing with writers. It's always a matter of matching the right writer and the right photographer to the right story. Because some of them are better at, like, um, mm-hmm. cozy and warm, and some are better at grand. Um, and the same thing with the writers. 
That's so funny. I would have never even thought about that. But it makes I mean, make sense. Matching up the talent to yeah. the, the yeah. project. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you go into people's homes and when you're shooting even and actually edit at that time? Like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, absolutely. Like, if you like you are shooting someone's house and you go inside, like what's the, what, what happens? Yeah, what, what, <laughs> Give us well, the download. We, you know, Lisa does our scouting. So she's usually been, we've usually, we usually have some snapshots. Um, if not, if, we sometimes just go over to the house and sort of walk through it. So we have a rough list of the shots we want to get. Is the owner with you at this point? Or do you want them away? Yes and no. Um, it's easier, honestly, <laughs> right, if, they're if they're not, not there. Because mm-hmm. you can be more um, honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, almost always we end up taking away rather than adding to. Mm-hmm. Um, again, because going back to that, it looks busy in a photograph. And it's funny how different your eye is from a camera, even from your phone. Like the phone camera is different from a real camera. And you just have to look through the camera lens um, and we, you know, hook it up to a computer. And I'm so happy we can tether it to a computer now. (laughs) Like in the old days, we used to have to Polaroids. Oh, the worst. (laughs) And they're not even color. I mean, it was awful. Um, So now you can look um, on the computer. Um, so now we can look on the computer and see it the way the camera sees it and see if there's something strange the way things line up. And sometimes we have to move furniture so that it's um, not in the place that seems logical in real life, but it makes it look, you know, right. real in the camera. Yeah. So that's always strange. Mm-hmm. We do that a lot. I'm sure you do. Yeah. But does the homeowner then see the images and go, what, what happened? <laughs> sometimes. And sometimes I have to sort of prepare them for that, especially if they weren't around. Um, And even sometimes with the designers, because they love every single thing that they've placed there. And it may look fantastic as a composition, but too much. And you have to choose between, you know, what's good and what's best. And like, there may be two chairs and you may love them both, but you just can't have both of them. You have to Mm -hmm. pick one. And those are, those are hard decisions. They are. It's like picking a child. It is. Are most of your houses submitted by just the individual homeowner or by designers? We, more from designers and actually a lot from photographers. Oh. Yeah. So we get lots of ideas from photographers. I think now um, with blogs, more people are hiring professional photographers. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, a blogger might submit it or the photographer or the designer. We don't get that many from private individuals. Mm-hmm. So, Betsy, when you're selecting, mm-hmm. are you looking for just a beautiful home? Are you always trying to have an eye out for trend and what's going to – people are going to pick up off the newsstand? Or, you know, how do you balance that or what do you do? Um, it's a little bit instinctive. It's a lot just, you know – we look at all of them, and then we keep the ones we can't. We love so much, we can't let them go. <laughs> um, I think trend plays into it to some degree, but I think um, I think the thing I like the most is a great story, and so it has to be. It has to have a little soul to it. I hate when we go in a house and they've propped it all up with whatever the current. Uh, accessory of the day is Mm -hmm. and if it's full of all the things that you see everywhere else even though they might have been really cool the first time you saw them yeah you know like I'm get tired of that like I want something original something that has a story to it and I think that's because I come to this out of journalism and so really I come to it more as a storyteller and more in love with the words 
-hmm. And I've learned to appreciate the pictures as opposed to other people who come at it more from the design side who have to learn how to write. So you kind of, you come at it from either way. But I do think there's something that you're right about a room having a soul, you know, or your home having, you know, it's, it's where you live. And when it's all scrubbed down or it's just your, your designer did it and then walked away and you moved in. Right. Right. To live in that. (laughs) I mean, I remember my parents had this place at the beach and it was just a condo and they were never getting it furnished, never getting it furnished. And so finally they just hired a designer who brought a truck over and backed it up and that she would just bring stuff in and they would go, yes, no, yes, no. Oh, and when awesome. she fin- when they finished, I mean, the great thing was it was furnished, mm-hmm. but it looked like a hotel. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that was fine because it was we used it like a right. hotel, right. right? But you would never want to put that in a magazine, um, no. You know. And you would never want that for your full time home, no, never. Right? Whether no. you walk in every night and it means nothing to you, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And we get a fair number of those where the designer has clearly just done everything. Um, but we like any kind of house. I mean, we're not real particular. It doesn't have to be a big grand house. It can be a little bungalow, a tiny place, mm-hmm. um, just so it shows some character. What is your home like? <laughs> My home. As I said, I like stuff. <laughs> My problem is that because I've been writing about these things for so many years, I get attached to the things I write about. And then I have to figure out, you know, how they say, oh, if you love something, get it, and you'll figure out a place right, to put yeah. it. Well, I've sort of done that, <laughs> but I really do stretch. The, <laughs> like I say, it's just, how can I get one more thing I love into this house mm-hmm. and just sort of wedge it in there? Because I, <laughs> I, I've written a lot about handcrafts, so I have all these, like, handcrafts from North Georgia that are kind of primitive. Um and then I have things that are sort of European that I fell in love with because, you know, I, I don't know, I went to Europe in school and love, you know, <laughs> European things. I mean, it's just sort of a hodgepodge. So I've got, you know, different sections that have different. Are you a hoarder? I don't know, a little bit. <laughs> but I'm, I'm an editor. So I am also good at like, okay, I've reached the point. If something comes in now, something has to go out. Now you're constantly rearranging it or do you set it and forget it? I'm constantly rearranging. Mm-hmm. And I think what's weird now is um, I've been in, we've been in our home for about 20 years. So now I'm taking down things that I did before, and I've realized you have to be willing to let things go. And it's funny because these aren't things that I hated. You know, the first wave through, I'm like getting rid of everything I yeah. hated. <laughs> but now I'm like, well... I liked you at one time, but you're gone. You're gone you know? I mean, Sherry Hart, actually, is we did the story on her house, and her house has had, like, I don't know, 10 different incarnations. Like, her main room has been, like, half dozen colors. And now she's very into white and black, and it's a little more minimalist. But it's been all these different colors. And she said, you know, I took down these prints that I love so much when I bought them, but I'm um, over them, and I kind of had to do that, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's like your wardrobe. Yeah. You know, there's exactly. things you love, but you just can't wear them anymore. Right. You could hold on to them, I guess, if you had a limitless supply of space. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I no, think it's which cathartic. no one has. I think it's yeah. cathartic to kind of it release those things out into the world and somebody else can love them. Mm-hmm. And- mm-hmm. Oh, I think it's so hard. I was just saying we threw a fr- uh, party on Friday for a friend who was moving to London, and I went over to her home, and she um, she's selling all of her stuff, and I was like, you know... You, it's that has to be so hard. I can't even imagine. And but you do. You have to. Yeah. I 
I also am, it's just have stuff. a hoarder tendency. <laughs> right? So things have to go out when they come in now. Right. So it is, and I love stuff. So yeah. it is now an editing. Yes. Is do I love this more than exactly? <laughs> it's a very, it's an occupational hazard, of course. <laughs> right. But it is hard, and also I think it's hard um, to have something that you love that's not trendy when you when you start out loving it, and then it becomes trendy, and it's like it ruins it. It's like mm-hmm. now it's everywhere, and they're knockoffs. Like I had I bought this Starburst mirror years ago, and I just couldn't find a Starburst mirror to save my life. I looked everywhere. I went to Scotts every month. I couldn't find one. I finally found one. And then if I just waited a year, right. it would have been easy. <laughs> but then you didn't want it anymore. Yeah. Or, or it wasn't as special. Right. And, but there are certain things. I mean, I sort of have this theory. If it's a real thing, like, it's okay. You can ride through the trend and it will come back. Mm-hmm. Come on and the it's, you don't have it's to. It's like the original. Yes. If it's the real thing, then you don't have to say, okay, it's trending now. I'm going to take it down. Mm-hmm. Um, because it will eventually work its way back. Now, there are a few things that get so abused that I, I will at least put them away Give so people think. Give us an think, example. Yeah, oh, we probably um, all have it. Don't say it. Don't say it. I know what won't. it is. No, you're, I'm going to pick an example that's older than you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Like Majolica. Oh, yeah. Like back, you know, that was like something I loved like in the 80s. And then in maybe, the 90s. Maybe describe oh for our listeners gosh. what that is. Okay, so it's a know. type of pottery um was got very it was very popular in the victorian days um you see like the cabbage plates mm-hmm. are a real typical example mm-hmm. so i loved it um i should have bought more of it back then but i was really young and i you know i couldn't afford it and then it went way you know during that whole english country thing mm-hmm. it was everywhere and it's still really expensive which is kind of crazy because like nobody wants it anymore <laughs> <laughs> If it comes back, I have a whole, you, you know, do. cabinet I could bring back out. I did take that. I took it down. <laughs> so I thought, you know, this is just so overdone and so old-fashioned feeling. But I did keep it, you know. Well, it's interesting because some of those things, I, we, I, an example that I'm going to give is like children's names. Some of those things that are yes. so vintage that they're now super cool. Yeah. Like the name Evelyn or the name, I mean, like Gertrude. Ava. <laughs> Right, yeah. mm-hmm. you know those old school names are now super cool. I think it probably is. I'm telling you, babies are being named Gert- Gertrude. I think, I think so. I, I think, bet it yeah. is, and they're calling them Gertie. <laughs> they are. I'm sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, tell us some good tips to make our rooms look pretty in pictures because I think lots of people like to Instagram their rooms Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I'm really bad at it. My children mock me constantly. They say I have the worst Instagram feed (laughs) and I'm awful at filters that go on and on and on about how bad I am. But what tips can you give us? (laughs) Well, again, um, look at it through the lens and not your eye. Like take a picture and then look at it and figure out what to do. You'll see where things line up. In strange ways, you'll see what looks like too much. You'll see shadows and clashes that you wouldn't see with your naked eyes. So if you're if you're composing a picture, look at the picture and not the real life. And um, you know, then just look at the shapes, um, the colors. Make sure they're complementary. It's always nice to put fresh flowers uh, in there. It gives a little touch of life. Um, I you know I. Don't overthink all the filters. I think people get kind of crazy with that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're, you're not trying to show off the filters. Right. You're just trying to make it pretty. And so the best advice lately I've gotten on Instagram is, and I didn't know this, maybe everybody knew it but me, but 
the minute you open Instagram with a photo, your like clock starts ticking. Like if you want it at the top of people's feeds, you should compose your caption like in notes so that you can just cut and paste, wham. Because if you open it up and you agonize on it and you edit it and then you write it and you figure out all the hashtags, by the time you've done all that, it's been like in the line for an hour. Really? And it's going to come out way down. It's I true. I didn't know that. So it's not the moment I click. Publish or post No, or it's the it's moment you I open start. that picture. <gasps> oh. So edit, don't edit it in Instagram. Edit it, you know, with some other um, software, some other oh app. My gosh. I'm not that yeah. competitive in my Instagram. So <laughs> the three of you who might look at it. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Depending on how important it is, yes. you get it seen. But like bloggers and things. I bloggers, mean, that's it's very a important. Major part of their world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, people have. Yeah, and people have different philosophies about that. I mean, some people feel, I guess if you're a blogger, you want it to be perfect and, and have it perfect. I still like the spontaneity mm-hmm. of all social media. Mm-hmm. So I I don't mind if my pictures are a little wonky sometimes. Mm-hmm. I think it makes it more real. It's personal. Um, I guess if I were a blogger, it might be different because it's close, closely related to my product, whereas... I feel like social media is just a way we communicate mm-hmm. with people who, you know, want to communicate back. How do you, all right, do you just like at the end of the, when you close the magazine, are you <laughs> just like, oh, Brain dead? I can't yes. do <laughs> I don't have another idea in my head. Like, um, how do you stay fresh? You said you've been doing this 20 years. Yeah, I think just, I think because we're quarterly, that helps a lot. Because I, I have way more ideas than I can get. Oh, you do? In the, in the magazine. You're so by the time we get one out the door, I'm like, okay. Like, the one, our winter issue, um, the one that Sherry Hart was in, um, we got this idea. I had, sat on, had to sit on it for a year about kill me. Because oh, <laughs> I, I wanted to do an issue that was all black and white. Mm-hmm. And... We had all these designers who'd been coming to us with houses that were primarily black and white. And I was like, let's put them all together. And then by just sheer luck, it turned out it was like the 50th anniversary of Truman Capote's black and white ball. I mean, I can't really I take credit it. for that. <laughs> so I was like, editor's note. Um, but I, we just kept collecting ideas that were black and white all year long. And so by the time that came out, I was like, oh, awesome. But, you know, now I moved on to... Something Other else. Stuff. Well, we had Melanie Turner in a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, and she was talking about how in love she is with black right now, mm-hmm. and how she's putting in all of this upholstery. And mm-hmm. I just saw a kitchen that she did all the cabinets in black, mm-hmm. yeah. so glamorous. You yeah. know, it just looks so beautiful, but so livable too. There's um, in this uh, newsletter I just got from the trends kitchen trends. Apparently, the latest, um, you know, the for faucets and stuff, the, the finish, latest finish is a black matte finish, mm. which it's they're very great. contemporary looking, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's very high tech. It's, yeah. it's very. I bet it'll be in yeah. flatware too. So yeah, probably so. Wouldn't that be neat with like white plates and matte yeah. black flatware? Ooh. Right. So how do you keep balanced at work? Like you were saying, so you have the journalist side of you mm-hmm. and then the home side, mm-hmm. and you probably have decorators on staff or or at least people that are educated mm-hmm. in, you know, interior design. Mm-hmm. And how do you balance out who does what, I should mm-hmm. say? Like, do you? You know, I think you have to know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so sometimes I'll defer to the design, the graphic design people on – a house like we always have multiple people vote on which houses to feature because 
you know, I know that I am more, I'll fall in love with the story. I learned really ages ago, like way, way, way before we did the home magazine, we started doing some home stories in Atlanta magazine. And there was this great story, this woman that she decided to work out of her basement and, you know, she made it work and had this really inspiring story of her business and how she started it. And I said, oh, this is a great story. And then our art director, you know, I wrote it, we assigned it. He goes to the house and he comes back and he's like, what were (laughs) were you thinking? thinking? (laughs) I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the house. It doesn't look very good, does it? (laughs) And I really learned. um, (laughs) I know where all of our phones are blowing up. So I learned then that, you know, you really have to, it's a team, takes a village. (laughs) (laughs) It's good balance. Mm -hmm. I feel like uh, we're the same way at work too, Mm -hmm. you know. You must be. Yeah, you fall in love with something and someone's like, ew, (laughs) what are you thinking? And someone else, yeah. Yeah. We do do it with product, we do it with front covers, like, yeah. We do it with shots. It's probably very similar. And picking the things, your items, I mean, you must have, everybody must have different things that they fall in love with. And Well, we design it and develop it all Mm in-house, so there's a lot of vetting up front mm-hmm. of is this a good idea is this a bad idea is it practical is it beautiful mm-hmm. how will it function um i mean it's brutal <laughs> it's brutal you do have to have a thick skin mm-hmm. yeah. you know you really do and i'll come in there and i'm like this is great and all the art people look at me like no <laughs> like you know it's horizontal it needs to be vertical mm-hmm. like really that, but that's Just important <laughs> We'll go really tight. Mm-hmm. And then all you see is the headboard. Well, mm-hmm. you need more than a headboard. Okay. So do you ever reshoot stuff? Um, not too much because when we shoot, we all, you know, we we have a team that goes. Mm-hmm. So we call, you know, we'll That's figure that out as we go. Yeah. It's expensive to reshoot. It's better for us to all go. You do it in one day? We do. You go into Mostly. homes. Mm-hmm. So when you go into homes... Are the homeowners nervous? Have they styled it all up for you? Are they falling around? Oh, wow. Yeah. It can be such a range. I mean, we've done shoots where, like, they have small children and their toys everywhere, and we, like, move all the toys to one side and shoot that side of the room, then we move all the toys back. <laughs> and some, I mean, actually, we're okay with that as long as we know that's that's what's going to happen. It's right. when you go in and, you know, they haven't cleaned up the kitchen for breakfast that I'm like, really? Mm-mm. Like, Mm-mm. we're not your maid. You know, mm-hmm. we understand that we might have to rearrange stuff because we're suiting our purposes. Right. Mm-hmm. But we don't dirty have to dishes? clean up your dishes. Yeah. So they know a magazine is coming to shoot their yes. home and they've left dirty dishes. Yes. That, that has happened. That boggles my mind, too. If someone was coming to my house, I already freak out to the point of wanting, like, everything to be perfect. It's like... A, ma- a, a magazine's coming. Yes. A magazine editor we're walking in. Mm-hmm. You better believe it's going to be as spotless as I can possibly get it. Yes. Within reason. Within reason. Yes. It's I kind know. of amazing. I would be stressed. Yeah. I, mean, I would probably have to leave my house because, first of all, I don't want to hear your negative comments about my home. Yes. Right? Yes. Right? I would just not. I don't want to know. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I would. Oh, there's nothing away. worse. You know, yeah. ha- have you ever sold your house and they have one of those, like, real estate things where they all come and have brunch and all mm-hmm. they do is tear your house apart? Oh. Like, oh, it's awful. Like, they, the real estate agent will invite all these other agents and they come and have brunch and they're all like, oh, I hate this. Oh, I hate that. And you're like... Oh, I, no. You know, I'm like, you have no idea. That's you don't even up. know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I've only, I mean, I haven't sold that many houses, but they did that. I mean, it was a long time ago, and they were tearing up everything in my house. I just like couldn't believe it. Mm-mm. And 
the the agent that we had, you know, our our agent, she's like, well, maybe you should change this or that. And I'm like, no, you know, whoever moves into this house is going to want to do their own thing to it. Uh, it's silly for us to like paint the whole house beige. They're right. gonna when they may hate beige. And mm-hmm. so she said, okay, fine. Um, and it, it sold like in a week. I'm like, ha, see, <laughs> I told you. <laughs> they were fine with yeah, it. They yeah, they were fine. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, I'd have to leave and hide under. I rock. would have to hire like someone to clean, professional service, mm-hmm. and leave. I couldn't. You wouldn't be able to tell it was dirty in a picture. Plus, your house isn't dirty. I'm sitting in your house. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, professionally clean what? Literally, mm-hmm. your house. Oh, looks you say that. Mm-hmm. Well, did, well, no one's going to get you. in the corner and look at your baseboard. But and no. they can Photoshop it out. That's right. <laughs> it wouldn't be about. It would, it's not necessarily that. Like, I would be afraid they would see it in the photo. It would just. They'll just judge your room because it's dirty. Yeah, they'd move yeah, a sofa yeah. and exactly find... the reason that we're talking about now. You saying, someone walked in and we had to be the housekeeper. Like, yeah. I would not want that reaction. No. You know what I mean? No, but okay. Just like you said. But if anyone's home in the world, if you move the sofa, it's dirty underneath it. Like, who moves their sofa every week to clean underneath well, it? Well, that I get. But, right. you know, the your breakfast dishes. dishes. <laughs> I think that's... Yeah. that's if mm-hmm. the bed is unmade, like... Yeah. Also, that's that's crazy. Gross. I have a friend who's a caterer, and he tells me that. Like, he'll go over to people's houses for a party, and they haven't made oh their bed. Gosh. And he's like, I'm making beds. I'm, I'm, um, what do you, the I'm caterer? my hand with, <gasps> I'm, hand uh, vacuums, and or blows leaves. Oh, like, my gosh. All kinds of, he's like, people just are like, mm. Whatever. Sounds like a good caterer, though. <laughs> Full service. Yeah. He sounds like Yeah, really. Service. Full service. Full service. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Should we do a dilemma? Yes, we should do our dilemmas. <laughs> All right. Tarantino. All right. Tarantino. We have... reads them. I, because I'm terrible at advice. reading. We You're can, not. We can all treat all of No, I can I'm read. I'm a reader, and you want to know why? Why? Because growing up in church, in Sunday school, we had to always take turns reading. Reading Bible verses, read like you'd read passages, and I mean, it was in front of the group, and you did not want to shame yourself, so you hmm. you were good at the reading of the Bible. So that's where I learned to read aloud. Wow. Well, right, Karen well, clearly... Got, Karen, so now you got to be really authoritative now. <laughs> right? Exactly. They put this pressure on me. It's a lot of pressure. I can't do way. it. You're reading. I am. Read. Taryn, you ready? Amen. <laughs> this is from Crystal. Crystal says, hello. I have a question for you. And Crystal has sent us some photos. Yes. So um, she, let me just tell you what she sent us photos of. She sent us a photo of her really actually quite welcoming and beautiful, adorable um, family room, which is mm-hmm. off of her kitchen. There's like a double wide um, open doorway with no doors, so you can see directly from this very wide doorway into her family room from the kitchen. So her question is about tying these two rooms together. Hello, I have a question for you. I'm trying to find a gray paint color that will not look terrible next to a tan beige color. My kitchen was recently remodeled. It's now white cabinets with black counters with multi-gray chevron tile black black. Backsplash. <laughs> Black splash. Um, I'd like to play up the gray, but the kitchen has an open wall into the family room, which has lots of sandy beige paint, reds, oranges, etc. When I look past the kitchen into the living room, it looks terrible. <laughs> you know, because you're in the gray room yeah. and you're looking into the other room. Okay. I've already tried to paint the kitchen a bluish gray, but it turned out to be quite dark and more blue than gray. 
Advice appreciated. I think it's hard in general to mix tans and grays, and I totally agree, Crystal. But when you get them right, they're awesome. Mm-hmm. I can say that too. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, so. how do you get them right, Karen? I feel like you. I mean, you mix like beige and tan and gray a lot. Tan and gray a lot, don't you? Your house. <clears> well, now I'm mostly gray. I, I, you know, I do have a tan sofa. You're right. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, you, I mean, you have to have a gray that has it goes to that that warmer side as opposed to the cooler side. But she already has tile in her kitchen that looks to me to be a pretty cool or neutral gray um, from the photo. My advice, Crystal, is to paint your wall white and to match your kitchen cabinets. But. Does anyone else have other thoughts? Because when I look at the photos, when you guys see them up here, there's just sort of a small trim around her door. There might be more wall we can't see, but it's not a lot. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that needs to be a statement for you. I think that could Mm -hmm. just blend right in with your trim in your kitchen cabinets, and then it's going to blend in with the trim in your family room, and you're going to be happy. But Mm -hmm. that's not really answering questions you're asking (laughs) for a gray color. I mean, you could do sort of, I'm sort of facing this right now. I'm getting ready to renovate the room we call the fan cave, <laughs> which is the room my, my sons are grown, so we're new empty nesters. And this is the room that both boys have had at various times, and it is disgusting. It's, it's, but it has a bathroom. So I'm so excited. I get to, like, just blow this room up. And I'm going to be sort of, though, dealing also with that sort of mixing you know, the black and white that I want to do in the bathroom with a little bit of the the beige tone. So that, that I've been exploring the world of grayish, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think it's a pretty great. Um, and there is a, I think it's Sherwin-Williams color of the year is this grayish color. I forget mm-hmm. what they call it. It's a certain taupe that has Ooh, gray tones in Caroline's it. Caroline's Googling it. And so I would, if you want it to be a color, I think white's a great idea, but I think you could do it sort of this grayish. And then I might like put, Add it. Um, you might switch out some of the pillows on the sofa, or add some black iron accents in the den mm-hmm. to sort of tie the two Pull rooms together, together a little bit. Yeah. So you have some a little bit of the tones across there, and maybe add some, you know, wood bowls or something in the kitchen to pull the warm tones into that room there you go That's well she great does have idea. this great bronze chandelier hanging in her kitchen mm-hmm. so you know taking some of those cues that like dark you said, bronze that, yeah mm-hmm. i love the chandelier it's beautiful yeah i mean it's this great coffee table that she's yes. got um, maybe like a if she had like a floor lamp that was matched mm-hmm. that chandelier that she mm-hmm. has that would be cool yeah and also you know, like we always say, paint looks different in everyone's house. So, mm-hmm. yes. And yes. when you go to your, I love to go to Ace Hardware. That's my paint go-to. But if you go to your Home Depot, you go to your Lowe's, mm-hmm. just take every one of those color things that you think is remotely going to be good, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. All the shades of gray. Go into your yep. topes. Go into everything. Bring it home and put them up against your tile. Because I think, you know, getting this light, the lightest color maybe out of her tile, mm-hmm. I don't think so contrasty. I'm yeah, saying don't go so contrasty. Mm-hmm. Make it mm-hmm. a little yep. less of a statement yep. there. Because um, yeah. there isn't you much wall. Yeah. You don't yeah. need that to be a statement. Your kitchen has this really serene palette, this gray and mm-hmm. white and black palette. And I don't think you need to compete with that personally. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was just, I I totally agree, and I would just say that like maybe bring some more gray into your family room. Yeah, like like a charcoaly gray even. Mm-hmm. So it's you know maybe color really because mm-hmm. you have mm-hmm. such a great base here. Like mm-hmm. maybe you it looks like you sort of have some chocolate brown pillows on your um, sofa. 
So maybe switch that to like a pattern that has both tan and gray in it. Yeah. Like maybe some yep. like red and do the same thing on your drapes and. Yeah. I think the patterns like on the pillow yeah. that bring in all the mm-hmm. colors could pull the spaces yeah. together. Because there's the, I love how warm her family room looks. Yeah. That, that mm-hmm. really beautiful, um, it's sort of a traditional red rug um, of a Persian style. Mm-hmm. And um, I just think, yeah, like you're saying, more print in there because she already clearly loves color and print. I think mm-hmm. that would be beautiful just to have a, mm-hmm. a few more things with the, with the gray and a Taryn. What yes. you got over there? You're silent. <laughs> you're studying that photo. I, saw. I was studying that photo. Um, no, I I think you're absolutely right. I'd go white. Yeah. I'd just go no, white because her um, her tile is really pretty, and I'm sure yeah, she invested. And between that and her pretty solid black countertops, I think you got mm-hmm. a nice bold solid um, look going on. So I just go white. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't make it hard on yourself. Mm-hmm. White is. Mm-hmm. Good. It's not. I haven't decided. Sometimes yep. it is a mm-hmm. good decision. Yes, <laughs> yes right. absolutely. It's not lack of decision to pick one. Right. Definitely yeah. agreed. All right. Yeah. Good. Gosh, we're smart. <laughs> <laughs> I think we just enforce each other. We're like, yes, you're crazy. I am too. <laughs> well, no, I I hear her because we um, renovated this home four and a half, five years ago, and. My husband picked this colder gray, and I wanted to go white, and I still want to go white. And every year that passes, I want to go white. But you know, it was a it was a phase I we enjoyed, and everyone still loves it. And in, in when these lights are dimmed in here, but anyway, so I I'm jealous of her white. But paint's so easy. You I know, know. it's I the kind of thing it. you put it up, it looks bad. You just fix it the next weekend. I know. Yeah, you know, it's not a commitment, so don't be afraid to try some stuff too. Yeah. So, truth. I think we went through like half a dozen like yellows in our bedroom. And then we found this fantastic Ralph Lauren yellow that like in some lights it's yellow and some lights it's like taupe. Really it like pretty. changes pretty. as the day goes by. Mm, that's awesome. And it's just the best color ever. So I forgot. And then I would put it in. I put it <laughs> in but, but, but it's great. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> Did you find Sharon Williams grayish of the year? Perfect grayish. Mm. Oh, I don't think that was it. But it's like serene something. Mm, okay. I thought it was Sherwin Williams Color of the Year. Okay. I usually am the Googler, not Caroline. I'm not I'm much better at but it. But you know, they, they're like three different colors of the year. There's like oh, Benjamin Moore. Poised? Po- yeah, maybe that's it. <gasps> poised. Oh, it's fancy see. sounding. Will you post that one online? Poised yeah, that's taupe. it. That's it. Poised But it I, is really dark, and I like the... It is more dark. It's yeah. more of a statement, and I kind of like the idea of just... <gasps> yeah. Yes. See, I could paint. I would paint this room that color. It's a I love sure. a taupe. I, whoa! Yeah. I've I had to fight friends for years not to like go with a beige on the walls. Now I know taupe and beige are different. No, they're, they're not. Like, they're the same. Are they? <laughs> are they really? Come on! Well, I thought taupe was a little bit more on the. Well, are you saying beige Ooh. is just sort of off white? Saying beige more is like a yellow. Does oh. that make sense? When it goes yellow and like... Well, it just varies. I mean, yeah. It could be anything. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I got really, really over beige. Like, you know, it just it seemed like for 10 years that's all anything that's was. It. And it Everything. just drove me crazy, especially mm-hmm. being a color person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hated it. I was like, enough. But... Um, color seems to be back. Yeah, it yeah. is back. Mm-hmm. I... I I kind of I understand what you're talking about with the beige walls. I feel like I am more I do really love like a beige. It's what the color is on upholstery though. 
Like a natural linen color? Yes, like a flax or natural. It's the color of a Starbucks. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, always think that. I just think it's like a nice, warm, neutral. It is. I mean, it is with yeah. gray, too. I like gray fabrics a lot, too. But... Gray's hard. Gray can go bad quick. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it has that cold side. Mm-hmm. And and gray, beige or khaki or whatever we're calling it, has yeah. yellow in it. Mm-hmm. So it's so it going to make warm. it warm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you but take I, all I that away like... and you have gray. Anyway, so <laughs> we solved all those problems of the world <laughs> That today. was easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you for being our guest. Yes, yes, thank, thank you for so coming, much. Betsy. That's fun. Yes. Yeah. Well, you thanks, guys. I love Ballard, so it's fun. We love you. Yes. It's a beautiful magazine. Thank you so much for sharing. Thanks. Thanks for inspiring us for the last 20 years. Well, that's our show. Thank you so much for listening. We are so grateful to have all of all of you subscribing and downloading and leaving us reviews. We really appreciate it. Of course, as you all know, you can find the show notes to each episode on our blog at howtodecorate.com slash podcast. And of course, if you have any questions, any dilemmas you want to send us, you can send those to podcast at ballardesigns.net. So um, follow us on social media about our designs and subscribe and um, leave us, leave us a review. And until next time, <gasps> Happy, Happy decorating! <laughs>